Mm. But what you should do, and what a lot of people, um, what a lot of people say is that you know, for the regular Joe Schmo, just find a good business or find a business that might be starting out. Mm. Um, that's really, you know, has a really good business plan that you believe in. Mm -hmm. And then from there, invest and leave your money, like leave your money in there, whatever you invest. Welcome, 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 welcome all. Welcome, everybody. My name is Ido. My name is Outthought. And welcome to another episode of the Half Step to Life podcast. What was that? That's oh, okay. Where we enrich for creatives and the potential artists in you. So. Or you. Or you. Myself? Or you. Sure. Anyway, th- thanks for joining us for the 22nd episode and uh of half step to life if this is your first time joining us please feel free please feel free to look at our other episodes and other content on youtube on youtube you tiktok and instagram and anchor and all the stuff and all major streaming platforms because you know a little we bit of facebook and a little bit of facebook a little bit of twitter a little bit of twitter because we got it all we got it all and if you don't find it uh, it'll be with you shortly, and we want you to like, comment, subscribe, and share, 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 share. This man, share, 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 share. And the reason why is because we want to gain in following, so that way we can provide more people with the value that we have to provide. Okay. By the way, by the way, this man walking around. By the way, we created, we launched, we created, we cultivated some courses. Discombobulated. Not discombobulate, because we actually created them. Discombobulate is the... Yes. What? I don't understand. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. I'm looking at the camera. I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand. Uh, but uh, we lost some courses uh, to, to bring some of the value that I uh, mentioned earlier to y'all uh, based on different topics, such as... Uh, video creation. Video creation. Leadership. I said, can I get an interpersonal connection? No. <laughs> Um, no, 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 and many more, and many more. Uh, if you want more information regarding those things, you can go to our website, gulp, 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 uh, which is www.halfsteptolife.com, and then you can check those stuff out. Uh, we we love all the testimonials that we've gotten from the people. We appreciate all the testimonials that we've done so far, and they're also on the website. If you're looking at them right now, if they're not on there, they will be there shortly. Out that you got a you got a topic for us. What is it today? You're right, you're right, and I'm gonna bring it to you, Ido. So today's topic is actually a topic that we were talking about before, but we're gonna go into a part two because it's so important for us creatives. And drum roll, please. It's on financial literacy. Yes. We're doing it again. We're doing yes. a part two on this one part because, two. like we said, like I said just a second ago, it's important. It's Y'all need to get your finances together because it's important. Money is a tool. As a friend of mine, Sarah Hughes, said before, it is a tool. That's what shout it's for. Shout out to Sarah. Mm-hmm. Big, big, big shout out to her. Um, but today, we're going to be talking about investing. Ooh. How important investing is um, in many different ways. Absolutely. Many different ways. Absolutely. But I will go ahead because I know this man right here, the person that does a lot of the finances <laughs> for the podcast, is going to go off on a tangent. I yes. know it's going to happen. So before yes. we do anything else, let's talk about this book, that you, these books you've been talking about. Because we're going to start talking about books 
And um, I know you have two books on here. Mm-hmm. Number one is The Intelligent Investor, and the second one is The Richest Man of Babylon. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to talk about maybe some of those books in general, just like about what your experiences with those books Absolutely. are and how they help. Absolutely. Oh, you want me to say some stuff? Go for it. Yeah. Okay, so so like, well, the first book that he mentioned, The Intelligent Investor, is about Warren Buffett, one of the richest men on the planet, his protege. Uh, no, sorry, he was, a, he was a protege of this other uh, financial tycoon i wouldn't i don't want to say tycoon because that kind of puts them in a negative light but this person that knew a lot about uh finances uh something graham i forgot what uh his name his first name it's not aubrey all right drake get out of here uh <laughs> <laughs> but it was something graham i can't i don't have the book with me it's in my apartment uh and i'm currently in orlando but um the it's it's basically the disciple of it's either the disciple of Warren Buffett or the other way around that Warren Buffett was the disciple. Anyway, this book basically like goes into detail as far as like mutual bonds, real estate, stocks, things that you take into consideration that are and points and ideas that are very applicable to today's market as far as investing is concerned. Now, the richest man of Babylon is an even older story, right? It's an either older story. Uh, that talks about a like literally the richest man in Babylon, uh, like a society, a very cultivated and very uh, fruitful environment that that uh, was that came about back in like thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, and then like people around the whole world at the time, right? Because I mean, the whole world was pretty small, but like uh, people around the whole world knew about Babylon and stuff like that. Only the richest people in the world lived in Babylon, right? So then this talks about the richest person in Babylon and the things that that he basically learned in order to become the richest man in Babylon and what he was basically saying to his disciples as far as like, you know, uh, financial advice, like things, <coughs> life advice for, for things that are still applicable to this day. So two of these books written years ago, one decades ago, another one thousands of years ago but still pertinent to this day and that's why you should you should get them and maybe we'll talk about it but i'm not entirely sure what you got uh, for me oh oh oh! we're gonna talk about a lot of different things those are just two little book recommendations yeah and really, no, really little, when it comes to little <laughs> emphasis on huge, little <laughs> they're huge book recommendations and i wanted you to go in depth on them because i know you have them written here mm. so um but the first thing to talk about is something that i think is extremely important that right. i got into maybe last year or the year before right. stocks yes the stock market sir and um to kind of demystify it because a lot of times people are like oh the stock, the stock market. market you put money uh, in there and it crashes like the only people the scary. only thing people know about is that in like it in like during the Great Depression, the stock market crashed. Right. Oh my goodness, the stock market. I'm That's not putting my money in there. Literally, the only thing that people know. Why about would that? I do that? Yeah. Like, it's like people think it's like betting. It's like weird. It's like no, there's there's more that goes into right. goes into the stock market than right. that. And we need to at least give the preliminary stuff. You right. know, number one, I want to say that we are not we are not tycoons. Okay? Oh, absolutely. So we are not. You know, we, we are not. The, we are not financial advisors. We are we not. just we just people that love to read and yes. take into consideration their financial future. Exactly, and yes. we are creatives, and we yes. do this on, like, on a daily basis. That's what we do. That's what we do. Take take stock of our, our finances and stuff like that. So yes. when it comes to stocks, let me ask you this: How important do you think it is to get into the stock market right now? One hundred percent. Stupid important. Stupid important. More even more important than like figuring out what you want to do in life. Ooh. Like, the, re- uh, the reason why I speak on that, uh, <laughs> the, the reason why I say that is, uh, speak low, uh, this man snapping, like, uh, like I have an instrument, like 
Pedro brings out, uh, Ido brings out an instrument in the middle of this this podcast. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, the reason why I say it's, it's stupid and important is because it's like, if you don't understand uh, how or where your financial future is going, shout out to the million dollar, a million millionaire next door. They say that people who who develop wealth spend twice as much, even three more times as much time on their financial future, planning their financial future than people who don't. Right. And what the classification in that book, besides the other two books that I already mentioned, they call these people uh, uh, prodigious accumulators of wealth. Right. Prodigious accumulators of wealth. Pause. P-A-W. Uh, and that that means people that take the time, like a substantial amount of time, just as much time that they do to make money, they take as much time, that same amount of time, or maybe a little bit less of that time planning their financial future. Mm-hmm. And and I think getting into the stock market is is absolutely like one of the first steps that you can get into it as far as investing because it's very simple. It's like very transactional, and it's also like a lot of fun too because it's like like you, you put in money into the into la bolsa the the bag, uh the the market right mm-hmm. the the stock market. Uh, in Spanish, you say la bolsa. Um, that's the first word that came to my mind. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, bilingual. Eventually, we're going to do these podcast episodes and in English and in Spanish. So stay tuned Ooh, for that. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. Jordan's going to be speaking Spanish all of a sudden. And then, like, you know, yeah. So so look out for that. But anyway, so, like, literally, you go into the stock market, you put in some money, mm-hmm. and then eventually you get that money in return or a percentage of the money, depending on how much money you put into something Fact. based on equity and dividends, yep. right? Which then would be reinvested or you take that money out just just exactly. do, it, do it what it is that you feel like you want to do so uh i think it's really important because that that counts as non-taxable income right mm. and i want under and i want people to understand this non-taxable income write this down non-taxable income is basically income that you receive from the assets that you develop and any equities or dividends that are developed from those assets mm. this could mean real estate this could mean mutual bonds. This could mean stocks. This could mean your cryptocurrencies. You could, this could mean anything. Literally anything that you could be getting back from the assets that you've developed in order to develop a sort of substantial income. Okay? And it's non-taxable because you literally paid for it. Like, it's like the IRS yeah. can't be like, what are you doing? Like, no, it's just like, no, no. IRS, chill. Yeah, until you take chill. that money out. Until you until you sell it, of course, yeah. or take that money out. Mm-hmm. Then you have to report it, of course. But I think I think getting into the stock market, and we can talk about this in, le- in lengths, but like get at least getting to stocks is probably one of the most important things you could do, especially for an individual in your 20s, because it's literally the first step into getting into investing. Oh, definitely. Yes, definitely. And it's important, too, because when it, when it comes to the stock market and this comes to, you know, we're going to talk about some other things as well mm-hmm. inside of this. Um, but when it comes down to the stock market, what some people need to understand is it's not about jumping on, you know, like the newest craze or like the oh. newest, the hottest take because you can get into the stock market like like everybody else hop in be like oh yeah i want something with high you know like volatility volatility Uh, yeah like something that's moving all the time right volatility means that like it just there's a substantial change an example the snapchat stock right now as of 
February fifteenth, sixteenth mm-hmm. is is stupid volatile. volatile. Like yeah, literally, they just moving around all the it, time. It's literally moving. All, they literally gained like seven dollars in their stock within the past like week. Yeah, my like, dad was just crazy. like invest, invest, and I was like, okay, yes, <laughs> yes, like it's gaining, okay. it's gaining. But then, like at the same time, though, like when um you know, when it stops gaining, like, or, or it goes up or down really fast, basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, keeping that in mind, a lot of people jump on that, mm-hmm. but what you should do and what a lot of people, um, what a lot of people say is that, you know, for the regular Joe Schmo, just find a good business or find a business that might be starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really, you know, has a really good business plan that you believe in. Mm-hmm. And then from there, invest and leave your money, like leave your money in there, whatever yes. you invest. Um, and I say that's a good idea too for people that are just trying to get in somewhere. Sure. It doesn't have to be 15 million things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like 25 different stocks. You see people sometimes on TikTok or sometimes on like different investment like platforms, um, you know, sitting there with like five different screens going around. If you've ever seen those and like, like looking Forex around, trading, and, like boom, yeah. like trading everywhere all the time. It doesn't have to be your job. You know, right. you don't have to be a J trader. But if you put some money in the stock market, it can help you in the next couple of years. And people are like, oh, the next couple of years doesn't matter. It does. Right. Years pass by quickly. Right. And if you can just be patient, yeah. exercise your patience and right. not do certain things, you can make a lot of money. Right. You know, that's what it takes to make a lot of money in the first place. Yeah. It's just like, uh, it go, always goes back to discipline. Jesus Christ. It goes back to discipline. Please. I'm looking at the camera right now. Have some freaking discipline. All right. How, get some freaking discipline. And the reason why is because like the, the stock game and the investing game is more so about foregoing the pleasures that you can do right now in order to have pleasures and things that you can capsize on uh, or take advantage of in the future. Definitely. Right. And uh, yeah, I just I just think stocks are a really great stepping stone as far as like the first thing. Definitely. At least stocks. I literally got into stocks like maybe two years ago and I was just like. My dad was like, why weren't you doing this in the first place? And I'm like, but now I'm like, literally, I, I would say I'm pretty knowledgeable as far as stocks are concerned. Like, as, far, as far as like understanding how they work. And then so far, my next thing, my next thing to get into is, uh, which is the next thing on the list is realty. Yeah. Realty. Realty. Yeah. And the reason why, uh, oh, but before I go into realty, like, I also want to talk about bonds really quickly. Mm-hmm. So like the way the bonds work. Or at least, uh, at least how companies provide bonds in order for the people in the market to spend on them is basically imagine like a startup company, right? Uh, well, not necessarily a startup company, uh, a company that's already established, mm-hmm. right? And they need money, they need funding, and you know, probably, hopefully, I would like this company to do the same thing as well eventually. Um, and they need a certain amount of money that needs to be met towards a specific time period. So then you put in enough money, and then afterwards, like. You, you put a percentage of money that they need and then in return they pay that money back to you and in include like including any like fee charge or any like in, like increase in 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 that specific wealth that you've provided to them so like let's say if you were to say like i need to give jordan 500 dollars for his company right mm-hmm. because i gave him 500 dollars for his company i own a stake I own a stake of that company up until the certain point where it, like it's kind of like a Kickstarter where at cer- like at a certain point I'm going to get the value back but 
because of their terms and conditions in which that they did the bonds in the first place, like it has a specific percentage of which how much money I'm going to develop in addition to the money that I already invested. So like, let's say uh, Jordan's percentage is just like you get 10% in return. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he's like, okay, yeah, like we're, we're giving you 10% if you give $500 right now. And mm-hmm. it's like, cool. I'm going to expect at the end of that period to get $550 back. Mm-hmm. Because they needed that money in the moment. That's yeah. the whole point of a mutual bond. Like, it's like exactly. literally, we need this money now and we'll give it back tenfold based on our profits of whatever we do. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Which is killing. And that, that is also tax deductible as well because it's like you're literally giving a company money for, for them to give you back. And it's a transaction essentially. But uh, that's really important. But uh, so check out mutual bonds, check out stocks. And usually, here's, some, here's a tip from the, uh, from the intelligent investor. Invest in only things that you know about. Mm, that's facts. Right? Because you, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to invest in tech because it's like popping right now. I'm going to invest in communications because it's popping right now. It's like, no. Like for me, I only know about communications and media. Right? So the only stocks that I have, I'm not going to show you my stock portfolio because that's just stupid. But uh, like all of my stocks, Warner Music, Sony Music, Facebook or Meta now because they changed uh the metaverse uh what else spotify i have some stocks with spotify apple uh disney so all of this is like entertainment media communications because that's what i know i don't know anything about tech like i don't know anything about maybe maybe in the future i'll get into more like speci- like specifics as far as the producing side of things like vivo or like yeah. uh i don't know any of these huge companies out here like i don't know like like anything that would have to do within my field but i only invest in right now entertainment media and communications maybe in the future i'll get into tech and that that sort of thing but that's the whole thing that's good though yeah so that's that's definitely tip number one as far as like how to get into stocks and whatnot same thing with mutual bonds it's like only invest in companies that you actually want to invest in exactly exactly right so uh so then realty Realty is probably my favorite talk, uh, topic to talk about with my dad, with like about anything in real life, because like right now I'm saving money to buy a house mm-hmm. and uh, it, well, I'm saving money to buy a house and a bunch of other things. But uh, th- the reason why I say realty is so important, because it's like that can become an asset. And before you even talk about uh, realty in general. It's like the difference between an asset and a liability, Ooh, which Rich Dad. Talk about that. Yeah. Want to talk about that one? Yeah, yeah. Speak on it. Uh, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is another book that definitely talks about understanding what is an asset and a liability. And one of the best examples is like uh, an asset is something that provides value to your life. Mm-hmm. And then a liability is something that takes away value from your life. Yes. So, like, say you're like, you're. Uh, your car could definitely be a liability, but it could also be an asset. Uh, your house, your mortgage can be a liability, but it can also be an asset. You know, it depends on how you like frame the, 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 the that sort of thing. So uh, making sure that you understand uh, what assets and liabilities are rich dad, poor dad, you should definitely uh, check that book out. But okay, now getting into realty, <laughs> getting into realty. So, so uh, at least in Florida, Right. I don't know how it is in other states. Uh, some people, they like to, to look at other properties as far as like other different areas and stuff like that, especially ones that like uh, earn a lot of money. Like we're talking like Connecticut, because a lot of people moving out of the city and going to Connecticut, Massachusetts, same thing. Vermont, same thing. 
Uh, Florida, same thing. Texas, same thing. Yeah. So uh, I've been looking at a lot of properties as far as as of late, and with my with me myself, like my own interest and my dad. Uh, and feel free to interject at any point. Um, so uh, when when I'm looking at these properties, it's like the first, they all go for a specific asking price, right? So it's like one hundred twenty thousand dollars, three hundred thousand dollars, like whatever, like five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. But uh, anyway, so uh, the recommendation before I even talk about realty as well is that you don't pay. And this is uh, from from the millionaire next door, which I told Jordan a couple nights ago, is that you don't pay for a mortgage that is twice the amount of your taxable income. So if you make $100,000, don't pay for a mortgage every single month for a house that costs more than $200,000. Hmm. That's like a general golden rule of thumb, like as far as yeah. like mortgages and realty is concerned. I am not a realty expert. I just love reading about it and understanding it and talking about it with other people that happen to be realty experts. Obviously, go to a realty agent and like, you know, talk about like how much you have to pay, how much the mortgage is, like how much you have to put down. Uh, but anyway, usually how buying a piece of realty, as far as I understand it, is that you put a down payment of a specific percentage within the, within the the state of Florida is 3.5%, mm-hmm. right? And uh, over time, you pay monthly a mortgage, yep. just a regular mortgage. Then that's just the way it, it that's just the way it p- points out to be. It's very simple. Yeah, it's very simple. It is. What most people do is that they take out 3.5%, like in the state of Florida. I don't know how it is in other states. Uh, they take out 3.5% in order to pay the, the down payment. But in addition to that, they take out an FHA loan. An FHA loan is a is Florida Homeowners uh, Association loan, right? So then after that, once they take out the, the FHA loan, they use that to pay their mortgage over, over a specific amount of time. But what you want to do with realty in general as a creative that, you know, all of your income is based off of the gig economy, right? It's very very fast and this sort of thing. You want all of your money in a specific place. Yes. So this could definitely be a, 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 a justifiable way of developing money or wealth over time. For example, you, you, you buy a house, you put the down payment, you, you're, you're paying for all these sort of things, and then you have to like pay a mortgage. Mm-hmm. One thing that you could do is definitely rent out the property that you just put in money for. And then you live in that property. Let's say you live in that property for like a year or two years, right? And then in addition to you living in that, in that property, you have somebody else that's living in that property as well. So say if I had a property and then Jordan's living with me as well. Jordan's paying my rent for the both of us. But at the end of the day, I'm paying for my mortgage. Exactly. And then eventually, the, the amount that I have to pay for the mortgage every single month gets less and less and less and less and less based off of what Jordan's already paying me. Exactly. So therefore, I'm offsetting the cost of my living expenses that eventually I can live in the, in the property for free. Yes. And then once the mortgage is paid off after a certain number of years or how many people who come through your house, obviously you have to take care of the property and, you know, like, you know, but all those things are being able to, all those things you can write off, they're taxable, mm-hmm. especially because considering assets, because it's like, oh, I changed the windows. I changed the lock on the door. Oh, I, I, I changed the windscreens of the thing because Florida, we get like a lot of hurricanes, like this, this sort of stuff. Um, and once you do that, once your mortgage is paid off, that is your asset. You it can is. use that property as ever as, uh, as however you feel like. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And one thing I'll add to that too, 
is that once you decide that you're going to, um, when when you decide to rent a home, mm-hmm. here's some of the issues with it. And don't, I don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Obviously, renting is an easy fix for an issue. Right. But it's kind of like getting the nine to five job. Mm-hmm. Really what it's like in, and I, I mean, I rent. You know, it's one of the things I'm renting right now, right. and most people do. I rent as well, in, but in New York. Yeah, and one of the, one of the issues is is that you're putting money into something that you're never going to reap benefits from. Mm. You're never going to reap benefits from the amount of money you put in for your home. Mm-hmm. You're just giving money away to yeah. somebody else. And typically what you're doing is you're giving some money away to somebody else that's paying for their own house through you. Through you. You're, they're literally doing what you could be doing something else that's what that's what happened most right. times right. um most times and then and then also the way that a lot of times um you're you work with your landlord mm-hmm. depending on whoever your landlord and is that's so annoying in, yes that's so annoying it's like how many times have you gotten into conversations with your with your landlord about like oh the 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 the, the air conditioning in, in florida yeah the, the air conditioning is not working like yeah, you have you to get, come in and somebody has got to come in and fix it and then it takes days on days on days yeah um whereas you know and you can't do much about it too you know, if you say you want to take care of it and get it fixed, if right. it doesn't go through the landlord, right. that's a big issue. That right. can be a very big problem, and you right. can be fined for that type right. of thing. Because well. it's their property. <laughs> exactly. So right. they are con- they're in control of a lot of things. Another thing that I say is not good about renting is that um, know that your landlord, depending on the, the contract that you sign, mm-hmm. if you're not reading too, too good into it, they can kick you out at whatever time they Absolutely. want. A lot of times, they could, that's what they do. Even sometimes some like horror stories that they just don't even tell you. It's like you got to be out at the end of the week. Exactly. Unless you sign some type of agreement that says that there's a specific amount of time that you, you have. Go, that you have. You know, for however you stay or wherever mm-hmm. you stay at, yes. which I I got into I got into something like that where mm-hmm. I, I have you know I literally have that long that year long period of time. Right. If I break the lease, obviously it's like an apartment, but it works like that. Right. Where I'm living in a specific place, nobody can kick me out, nobody does anything like that to me, right. which I like that a lot. Um, but but going back into that to avoid these problems with renting, it's important to to get into realty. Mm. Um, for living into it. Another couple of things that I want to throw out there too is that. Um, as you live in a home, it by definition gauges more money. Basically, mm. you get more money for living in the home. It's called equity. Mm. After a specific amount of time of living in a home, you get five percent equity. Almost, it, you know, increases the the value of your house by like five right. percent or more. Absolutely. And so, if you decide that you're going to sell that house, typically, depending on how the housing market is at the time, right. you're going to be getting five percent more. Right. Than you, what you would have been getting before, right? Which is really important, and that's even more that goes based off a conversation of uh, uh, economics, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like where where the rule of thumb is that you buy low, sell high. Right. Exactly. Like it's like like when like I I recently listened to a podcast, like a finance podcast. Like it's just they were saying like yeah, in two thousand eight, people were going crazy because like like housing prices were going up and then the stock market crash or sorry the housing market crashed and then all of a sudden like everybody was just like i have to sell immediately and this is like no dude like it's like this is your time to buy more property like like (laughs) this is your like you know like a lot of people that i respect and i look up to as far as like finance especially when they're job is like social media and all this stuff like that right now they're like buying properties all over the place like some in Connecticut, like in these places that people are just like moving from very uh, populated areas like New York to Connecticut, New York to Vermont, like I mentioned earlier, New York to Massachusetts, New York to Florida, New York to Carol- the Carolinas, New York to uh, 
bro like like texas like la to texas like true. like all these different places and then you've seen it in the news you've seen it in the news and people are talking about it they're just like why are these people moving for reasons for reasons that are beneficial to their financial future exactly yeah. exactly also you know people who like you know retire and stuff like that and they want to go to like a sunnier place of course but exactly like, and one thing that i'll add to it is, is kind of interesting i don't know too much about it but um when you decide that you're going to buy a home mm. um if you are somebody that doesn't have the best credit that's actually an opportunity <sighs> yes to get your credit boosted yes by literally 100 points depending yes. on whatever you're doing so yes. um it's only when you're buying a home that this yes. can happen, which is very interesting. When yes. I'm looking into it, when it yes. comes to credit, one of the you, uh, one of the only before you say that one one of the only other ways is like uh, paying off debts mm -hmm. or making sure that you you pay everything with credit cards. Which which we have another financial liter literacy episode to talk about the credit cards that you should get. Yeah. Uh, but yes, like uh, making sure you pay off your credit card, making sure you pay off your debts, like yeah. making sure you're you're like literally anything from student loan a uh, student loan debt, um, an FHA loan, like mm -hmm. literally any loan that you would take out sorry literally no definitely definitely and, and and on that just for a second i'll say this if, if you're having any problems with credit just make sure that if you are having any problems you yes. dispute everything yes. dispute all claims yes. always because creditors take a look at that and they and they think it's you know it's very important for you right. if you if you take care of your credit right. your credit takes care of you right anyway continuing on it's in, it's it's one of the only places that you can do that you can literally boost your score by hundreds of points or a hundred points right. out of nowhere right um, and you can only do it through that. Right. So it's another thing um, when you're getting into realty. One thing I want to talk about, too, though, when it comes to real estate, yeah, it is incredibly important to get in the game. Even if you decide that you're not going to buy a home, mm -hmm. getting into real estate in general, mm -hmm. it's one of the quickest and most efficient ways to make money, even if you don't have that much, you know, like, like that much going on up here. Right, right. You know, if you get your real estate license, you can do so much with that. Right. There's so much information. And honestly... When it comes to real estate, a lot of people, what, what I'm noticing, it's not it's so much about the brain power and what you're doing. It's about the connections you make. Yes. It's about the way that you talk to people. Yes. So if you're good at talking to people, get into real estate. Yeah. It's crazy how much money you can make. But yeah, man, that's a great point. Uh, definitely get into realty. Oh, definitely get into it, man. And there are so many ways you can get in as well. Um, one thing I will say is that you don't have to be, you don't have to buy a home to get into realty. Right. It's important to get your real estate license, especially as a creative. One of the things that like um, some of my other friends have been getting into is, is the, uh, the reason why some of my fr other friends have been getting into it is because as far as time is concerned, yeah, you're putting a lot of time in, but you're getting a lot of money back. Mm. And it's not something that you have to do every single day. You're not just like every single day, like going and serving or something. You have to take care of the home, make sure it's a good investment for you. Yeah. And you have to know what, you know, what a good home looks like. Right. You know, and have the good relationship with people, which is good is for good being area? a creative. It's like, you know, really good idea. Is it a good area? There's like. Is there is there things to do around that area? You know, just like think location, of, location, location, location. Exactly. Just think about like stuff like that. Like, or it, you know, is it safe? Like, is it this? Can somebody foreseeably live here, like, mm -hmm. and be comfortable? This, these sort of things. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But getting keeping on going because I know we have a lot of things to talk we about do. investing. We What's do. the next thing we have to talk about? So crypto, apparently. Crypto, crypto, crypto. Okay, guys. So I'm gonna be honest. I wish I knew a lot more about crypto. Okay, because so, I've been getting into so much realty. Like, <laughs> okay. So with crypto, I will say this. I will give you a forewarning. Be very careful with crypto. Mm. Crypto is is very new, mm -hmm. um, and there are a lot more things that you can do with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it works a lot like stocks, but it's not the same thing. It's right. really, it's, it really, uh, 
comes into different things. Right. So when it comes to crypto, there are a couple of main differences that I think we need to talk about when it comes sure. to crypto versus stocks. Sure. One, crypto is very volatile. Mm. It doesn't matter which kind you get into. It doesn't matter where it is. Right. It is very volatile. Why is it very volatile? What well, type of currency? Right. It changes in price almost like currencies change in price. Literally, but even at a quicker rate, at which is why it's rate. volatile. It's very volatile. You can you can gain a lot of money very quickly. You can lose a lot of money very quickly. <laughs> However, and and then so that, that's number one. The second thing is cryptocurrency. Not only is it a type of currency, mm-hmm. it's a type of currency that um can be moved around everywhere. So it's used more of, in my opinion, you can even use it more. It's almost like a like a like a more stocky stock than a stock is. You know, a more like, stocky stock. Not, <laughs> What do More I mean? Stocky stock guys. Okay, that was very vague. That was very vague. I thought, what do you mean? Stocky stock. What I'm trying to say is, it works literally like a currency. There are places where you can use cur- cryptocurrency now. You can use it and cash it out for money. Mm. Like that's what that's, that's how true. it's working at this point. That's true. Um, and a lot of people know about stuff like Bitcoin and how Bitcoin went absolutely crazy, and people mm-hmm. are asking why. Well, it's the future of currency. That's what a lot of people are saying. Is that this is how currency will be used in the future? Right. Is that you will just you'll have an, a currency wallet. You'll have something in your you know on your phone that you'll be able to use for transactions instead of other stuff like that. And you can use it already. So it's a very, um, it's, it's really the future. And that's, that's really why it goes up and down so much and why why there's so much behind it. Another thing I'll say about cryptocurrency, and this is something that's very important for all of you that are thinking about getting into like, well, like, should I get a stock or should I get cryptocurrency? Mm. Is that when it comes to stocks, the reason why stocks fluctuate is because of, is because of tangible things that happen inside of a business. Right. With cryptocurrency specifically, um, like well, yes, it has to do with, pe- with whether people are buying or selling. Right. But when you look at the news, it has to do with how a business typically is doing. Mm. Right. So if you're investing into a business because you like their structure, that's great. If you're investing inside of crypto, it's not based on you know how somebody's. It's based really on how who's buying. Mm. Who is it popular at that point in time? Mm-hmm. So it's not based on the same things. And that's important to know whenever you're getting into cryptocurrency as well. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. Oh, when are they going to talk about NFTs? When are they going to talk about NFTs? We were talking about NFTs. We did. We talked about non-fungible tokens. That I on- do know about in links. Because <laughs> a lot of people are learning a lot of money from NFTs. Like the, like the Like the cyber chimps or whatever. Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. They're like these graphic design yeah. plates or whatever. Exactly. That, I've seen of, them. The, of these like, like futuristic looking. Apes, yes, or whatever, and they're like selling like for thousands of dollars, which is crazy. And if you want to know a lot of information on, it, I would say we did have a whole episode on it. We talked about it in length, so please do check out that episode. It's in some of our previous episodes. I'm pretty sure it's in the one digits. I think it was like episode five or something like that. Yeah, something like that. It was first like one financial of our first, one, uh, It's like our first financial literacy. Oh yeah, it's either episode four or five. I remember that. This is part two. Yeah, so this is part two of that. So if you want to get in on those things, if you want to get in lengths on NFTs, I'd say go there. Um, one thing about cryptocurrencies, is the last thing I'll say, is that cryptocurrency in general has its own different platforms. Mm. You sh- if you're going to get into cryptocurrency, you need a different type of platform. You don't need Robinhood. You're going to need something more like um, OpenSea or um, Coinbase. Or Coinbase. Mm. Coinbase is a really good one that teaches you about crypto as well. Right. So I'd say get on one of those and really just really just take a look at them. Yeah. Um, because one's really very volatile, and then also it goes into the future really of money and how it's going to be used. Right. The other one's more business based. Just look at the businesses that you're you know that you're into. Like yeah. like um like uh, Ido was saying earlier, it's important to know what you like and then go from there. Yeah. Right. Just understanding uh, the difference between the two and then just acting upon it pretty much. For sure. Also research research research. 
research, 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 research. <laughs> I can't say research really quickly. But uh, you, you understand. You understand what I'm saying. Yes. So um, the next thing that we want to talk about, and I want to ask you this because I think you'll have a good answer for me, yes, is when should you invest mm-hmm. and how much should you invest when you decide to? As soon as possible and 10%. 10% of what? <laughs> 10% of what you make. So everything, uh, the way that I do it, and my dad has uh, seen me, like I, I recently showed my my stock portfolio to my dad. He's like, when did you get all this money in the stock market? I'm like, I told you, I was investing 10% every single time I received something, like like from a gig or from a job or whatever, every single time, every single time. I didn't miss one transaction, like didn't miss one. Um, and uh, as, as soon as possible, as soon as possible, like as, as soon as you get a specific amount of money, which that you can like put aside for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It goes back to what we were talking about the first financial literacy episode about budgeting. I think you mentioned the envelope strategy, if not if not mistaken. Yeah. And then I mentioned that I always put like ten percent for saving, and then also ten percent for 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 stocks and like investing. So now that's kind of a, changed a little bit because like I've been gaining a lot more money as of late. And I'm not using it all. I'm not using it all. So so now I've been saving 20% and then also investing 20%, right? Which is a lot, which is a lot. That's like 40, 40 like percent of my income that I'm like saving for the future. That's good. That's great. <laughs> like, which is great. Like not a lot of people can do that, but I feel like it's stupid important because it's like the, the general, the general budget, uh, Jordan must, must have a different budgeting system, but like a general budget, at least the ones that financial advisors, uh, recommend is that like 60 70 percent is like your fixed costs right and we talked about it in length so i'm not going to say it again but uh, like 30 percent 30 40 percent is is like for investments and saving and uh 10 percent would be a very good financial decision because i'm tired i'm tired i'm frankly really tired of this starving artist idea i hate this i don't i don't like this at all like it's like it's like we're all like trying to produce stuff and all we're all trying to create things so that people can benefit from it either way like uh, resonating with an idea and this sort of thing but we don't have to be broke broke <laughs> like like it's 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 crazy um so as soon as possible mm-hmm and when you have a specific funds that you could definitely dedicate to that sort of thing, that might mean foregoing some of the things that you want to buy in the future. That's you don't true. need to buy those freaking Yeezys, bro. You don't need to buy, buy those Yeezys. <laughs> you don't need to buy those Yeezys. You don't need to buy those Jordans. You don't need do to buy. It. You don't need to buy that Stop. new dress. Like Stop. you don't need to buy earrings. Like Quit. you already got makeup. Like y- like exactly. chill. Just stop. Like chill. Just chill. Save that money for your own financial freedom in the future because at the end of the day all this investing and all this like stuff that we're trying to tell and like beat into your heads essentially especially with these financial literacy episodes because this will be a series in in our podcast i made sure that it that it is uh so it's for your financial freedom in the future so that way you can actually pay for those things in the future exactly so exactly as soon as possible when you have the funds in order to do so because everybody's situation is different when working paycheck to paycheck definitely and and at least at least 10 percent, which is uh, a chapter out of the uh richest man in babylon that's true that's facts well that's good information guys you guys need to take that and then the next thing is how much time should you put in to investing investments that that literally goes back to what i was saying earlier within the millionaire next door it's like people who want to accumulate a substantial amount of wealth 
have to spend twice, if not three times as much time on their planning on their financial future than, than actually earning money. And the reason why I say that is like, imagine you're, you're, you're working a job, right? Nine to five, uh, our worst enemy, uh, (laughs) a nine to five. And then you're just receiving 60, $50,000 a year. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, you want to accumulate more via your non-taxable income but how are you going to develop a non-taxable income if you're not thinking about it you're not you're not researching what stocks you should get into you're not researching the the properties around in your area you're not researching like all the the cryptocurrencies that you could be getting into to, to, you know depending on how volatile it is and what what time in the market it is you know like that 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 that's a lot of time you have to dedicate exactly it's like it instead of watching that netflix show instead of watching a stupid youtube video instead of um, you know, going out drinking or or something like that, or like something that will take away from your life, which is your biggest commodity, which is time. Yeah. Why not invest your time? Yes. In investing. Yes, invest, 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 in, invest, in, in, invest, and and you this man and and use this and use this time for for invest invest. And use this time for for something that would be very beneficial to your life, especially for long for for the next couple decades, if you do it correctly. Yes, exactly. And always, 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 always consult some like a financial advisor in order to talk about these sort of things. Oh, definitely. Yes, I would say so. Um, with that being said, I mean, that was a great that was a great talk on this. If you guys have any questions, any thoughts, anything like that you wanted to say, yeah. make sure to drop it in the comments. Send us a message. Talk to us. We'd love to talk about more stuff. If you feel like we didn't hit something, definitely go into it. One thing one thing that I just thought about right now is that we should definitely do an episode just on taxes. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we should do that. Oh, definitely. We'll, yeah. we'll definitely get one. Yeah. We'll definitely get one going. So, yes. like, so you guys can know about your taxes and your write offs. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's important. It's important. It's definitely important. It's definitely important. But yes, please drop us, drop us a, um, drop us a message or drop, drop, us, drop us something because we would love to, uh, to talk to about it. That. Let's talk about it. It's like, so, how do you do this? I don't know. Literally, care. literally. So, the next segment that we're going to have is, is there- a segment called. The Life Bowl. Yes, Everybody give it up for the Life Bowl. Everybody Let's get a clap in the background. Literally. Yes. Clap for us. Okay. So the Life Bowl is where a segment where uh, myself and Outhought, we like to throw life scenarios based on finance. In this, in this situation, we would talk about finance and in a bowl. And we'll talk about uh, how we would tackle them in our own lives. Definitely. Okay. So we're gonna do that. We're so we're gonna, gonna do, it, do it very time. quickly. We're gonna do it in real time with you guys. Where's your? It's interesting. Right here. Oh, we're, okay. I saw it fell earlier. Hmm? No, I said I saw it fell earlier. Oh yeah, but I had picked it up. Don't worry, I picked it up. The people know. They but, saw me. They did. <laughs> I'm not very sneaky. I am though. It's not a good thing to tell people. <laughs> you lose a sneaky effect. Do I? Yes. You've lost it at this point. I've lost it at this point? Yeah, it's gone. Now I know you're coming. But you never know because now that you have the pretenses, like, you know that I'm coming, but you'll never know when. Huh? Even sneakier. Gotta hold that one up. Oh word! Outthought has these uh these maniacal laughs that he likes to do every once in a while. 
Um, Franklin, they're actually like really lame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. Let me put some questions in here too. Some stupid questions, you know, that some other people might ask or that you might be thinking about asking. Probably. <laughs> We're not stupid if people would be asking them. I'm I'm thinking of situations that like would require a uh, a huge change. Oh. Yes. Paradigm shifter. Paradigm shifter. Paradigm shifter. This man's from Nebraska, it seems like. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to those people in Nebraska watching this. We love you. We do. No, we Edo don't like you that much. But uh, Edo, Edo, doesn't, Edo doesn't like you. I don't. I don't. I don't Why? like Nebraska. Why? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's going to be our headline. It's like, Edo hates Nebraska. I'm not looking. I promise. This man covering his, his, his topics being like, nah, I don't want you to see. Can't trust. You can't trust me? Anyone. You can't trust me? Can't trust anyone. With these. Yeah. Wow. Nobody. Nobody. You can't trust my parents. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love my parents. Yeah. Tequito, mommy. Tequito, papa. Aww. It's a sappy podcast. You know, listen, my everybody knows I love my parents. I don't care. You're not going to see my parents because that's their own privacy, but you know that I love my parents. Oh, it's over there. I'll get, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll be back in two seconds. <laughs> this is an ad about financial literacy. Financial literacy. It do what you do to it. That's a terrible ad. <laughs> 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 it's like this man this man ruined my ad oh i don't get to pull this time i get to pull this time oh oh word yeah. right 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 <laughs> a little vigorously there <laughs> definitely vigorous let's see wow 10k in debt Dang. <laughs> 10K in debt. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. That is. That is. But I mean, that's the reality of a lot of people. Yep. That's the reality of a good amount of people, to be yep. honest. Yep, so, yep, yep. 10K I, in debt. I, was, I wrote that one. I, I was pretty I was pretty uh, 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 sparing because I could have put 100000 <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, that'd be more. Hello, be... lawyers. Hello, nurses. Hello, doctors. Yes. <laughs> hello. Hello. How are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> Okay, so uh, let, let's make a scenario based upon that one. Okay. Let's say you were a creative, right? Uh, be it your photographers, your actors, your cooks, et cetera, et cetera, your musicians. You're $10,000 in debt, and mm-hmm. you have to figure out how you're going to pay off this debt, but you have a source of income, which is your gig economy uh, sort of uh, transactions. Mm-hmm. So how would you figure this out? How would you, how would you solve that issue? Um, well, first, first things first, I knew I would take stock of multiple things. <laughs> oh my gosh. You, you laughed because I said stock. Didn't you? Yeah, I did. I okay. Did. That was pretty funny. So, <laughs> so I would take, I would take stock of a couple of things. Sure. One, how much money, um, do I make mm. monthly? How much money do I, do I bring in gross in the net as well? Mm-hmm. Both of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do I bring them in through? 
Mm. Right. Um, two, how much time is being taken up by what do I, what do I do? Mm. What I do. Mm. And then three, with the amount of debt that I have, where is the debt? Where is it all? Is it in the same place? Is it in a centralized place? What's the interest rates on all this debt? That's fair. That's a fair, yeah. That's and, a fair consideration. And then from there, from once I have those three things, I can then take action um, based on applying certain principles um, that, that, I can, that I can move forward with. Because the thing is, is unless you have time or unless you have your time put in the right place and your money going to the right places... Right. You can't ever tackle anything that's outside of those things. So, like, if you have fixed costs that are taking up 80 to 90% of your money that you're making mm. um, and all your time's taken up, there isn't much you can do. Mm. There's nothing you can do with that. Right. You have to understand where your time's going and you have to understand how much money you're bringing in right. in order to address anything that's outside of that. Right. So it's important to take to take stock of those things first. From there, um, I would probably try and get my money to where you have yours right now for so um let's say that let's say that um joe you know has um 10k in debt and he realizes from that point that he has um his fixed costs take up 80 percent 80 percent of um of what he has to pay so he only has 20 percent left of whatever he makes and then with this 10k in debt He's getting, you know, every single loan. Let's say, let's, let's be nice. Let's say the, the, the interest rate is 5%. Okay. On, on all the debt, it's 5%, you know, um, yeah, 5% on that. Sure. Now, with that being said, you know, and that's annual. Um, <laughs> that being said, um, the first thing that he needs to do, the first thing you need to do is change the amount and oh, all of his time is being taken up. So pretty much he doesn't have any extra time. Maybe, I mean, the, the hours he that he have, have extra. He, 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 he or she wouldn't have. Exactly. Yeah. All the time is being taken up. The first thing you need to do is um, <laughs> assess your skills. Assess what you're able to do. Mm-hmm. Are you doing the most inside of your craft? If you're a musician, okay, you're a musician. What's your social media look like? Mm-hmm. What is, how, what, how many gigs do you get a week? Mm-hmm. What do the gigs pay? Mm-hmm. Do you do do you pay for you? Do you have your own rate that you have, mm-hmm. or is it a different rate? What are you doing? Maximize the amount of money you get for doing what you do. Right. Maximize it in whatever way, shape, or form. Is it that you have a little bit of time, but you in, in those little bits of time you're doing something else? What is it? All right, what is it? Because the thing is, is that you either have to think about the time that you have as something that's a very very strong commodity, right. or you need to up the money that you get for the time you already put in to whatever you're doing you have to do one of those things otherwise you're not going to make enough money to take care of any type of debt right it's just like the root of all financial problems is that your spending cost is higher than your earning cost and 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 and, in baby terms uh you're not earning enough money and you're spending a lot of money yeah if you can mediate that issue and facilitate a, a budget, a strong budget, saying in, in a movable budget, like it's like I don't, I don't care if you want McDonald's on the weekends, like it's like nah, you're using that money in order to pay off your debt. And that's actually nice that you said five percent. Like, like I was, I was finna say, but I wanted you to keep the example. I, I was finna say, like banks don't care. Yeah, they don't care. They really don't. So it's like, what are you going to do? As a a a a individual that's in in the creative industry, mm-hmm. in order to to pay off that sort of thing, exactly, you might have to take up a job like a nine to five, in order to pay it off. 
only temporarily it might be like a year or two years in order to do that sort of thing but you just got to do it yeah because because that that it, it weighs you down because then it's like you can't really do anything else like it's That's... like it's like and plus by paying it off you develop great credit yeah. so it's like it's, it's a two for one it's it like is. Forgoing the immediate pleasures, so that way you can eventually reach financial freedom. Yes, that's very important. Yes, and then also, uh, you might have to take two jobs. It's like, what are you going to do in this life in order to resolve that problem? Exactly. Because if you can't solve that problem, which is a like that's a small amount, like ten k in debt, like that's like a small amount. That's like a that's like a a loan debt for for like a car. Like like yeah, a, like it's a, not that much. It's not that or a motorcycle or something. That's a, a couple lot of, of years. Do. That's, you know, if you pay it off the right way, it could be one year if you make enough money. Like yeah. like literally, it's just like. Uh, but people, they're just like they don't want to go through the hard stuff. Like I always tell people all the time, and I got this from uh, Hafiz Boku from the from the roommates that he's just like going to the gym is hard, so that's why a lot of people are fat. Being financially free is hard, so that's why a lot of people are broke. And so, and you could do this with a bunch of different things, like within people's life, not only with finance, but it's like, dude, it's like, how much are you willing to forego the immediately the immediate pleasures in order to be financially free? Exactly. And it's like we're gonna keep telling y'all this the same thing over and over and over and over and over because it's important. Because a lot of people are like, "Oh, I want to be a musician. I want to be a singer. I want to be the next Ariana Grande. That's great." But you should also have your money in order. Exactly. In this you economy, have your life in, order. in this economy, you can't rely on anybody. No. It's not like you could like show up to an audition and then it's all of a sudden they're just gonna take you. Exactly. Exactly. It's like that's not. And then that's like literally li- even just realistically, like for a musician, for example, uh, or a photographer for an art gallery or like an actor for like Broadway show or something yeah, or exactly. a cook for a Michelin star restaurant. It's like they're not going to take you offhand. They, they want to see the, the development. Like, like, do you have songs? Do you have a portfolio? Do you have uh, paintings that you've already done? Do you have uh, foods that you're you're particularly like a master in? Exactly. You know, and it's like they want to see the results. They don't want to see the struggle. No. Everybody wants to mess with the results. They never want to see the struggle. No, they don't. They so don't. if you were to it's do important. that, if you were to do that sort of thing, it's important. Uh, you would have to definitely uh, take into consideration what you got to do in order to fix that issue. How long is going to take for you to pay to, off, to pay, the, pay off this debt? And then you can move on your way and continue on with your life. Exactly. Exactly. That's yes. facts. That's facts. Yes. Honestly, that was a that was a good that was a good amount that, of time. That, that was a good one, though. Oh, uh, that was definitely really good. That was definitely really good. Um, with that being said, with that being said, I think we're getting to the end here. Yes. Thank you guys so much for watching another episode of Half Step to Life. I hope you guys got some good information from this, and I hope you guys start investing really soon. Yeah, absolutely. because it's important that you get done into it early on. Yes. It's important that you get in early because later on it'll be more and more difficult to make the money. With more responsibilities know? and more things you have to pay for, oh, and more exactly. time you have to give up. So. Oh, definitely, definitely yes. for sure. Um, but make sure to also follow us on all of our social media platforms. We're going to be posting snippets of this, different stuff, new stuff. We're going to be, we're going to be putting some more stuff out for you guys. Make sure you get one of our courses. You know, if you're looking for some help on some stuff, definitely, we definitely want to give you some good information and stuff like that. So make sure you're doing that. Right. All right. With that being said, I'm, my name is out, Don. And I'm an Edo. And make sure, make sure, make absolutely sure, make sure that if you are not already that you go to the bathroom before you go on your trip.
before you go anywhere. Make sure Facts. You go to the bathroom. Facts. Because literally, I, I always go to the bathroom right before I leave a place. Exactly. It's a good, it's a good practice to get into. Yeah, because you do not want to have uh, pee pants yeah. or something else. <laughs> you don't want to be stank. No, don't, don't want to be that. stank. Don't, definitely not. Don't be stank. Definitely not. This, 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 this man literally don't be stank. Literally comes yeah, up in the shot. Don't be stank. Don't be stank. <laughs> don't be stank. All, All right, right y'all. Peace out.